I think Dax, you know, or or even even um, the people who drafted him. Like I think the 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 division they're in is so bad that it's like a mirage, Moses. So it's like it's hard to really gauge relative talent within it. Like, is this guy good enough that you know he's 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 guaranteeing you a playoff ticket or a Super Bowl ticket, or is he just good enough? to keep, like, your head above water in the worst division in the NFL? Well, I'll say this. The fact that who's his replacement? Like, who, yeah. Like, if, when you look at the, the Dallas Cowboys, they had no choice. What are you gonna, who are you going to go with after this? Right? <laughs> yeah. Who uh, wants, any, who wants to be there? I don't think there's anybody out there that, you know, barring some kind of crazy trade where you can actually go pick up straight up. And unless you're like, well, maybe Seattle because the whole thing with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Outside of that, think, ask yourself this. Is there <laughs> any better viable option for Dallas outside no. of Dak Prescott? No, not even close. Not yeah, even close. And you know what? He had the leverage and good for him. I'm glad he got his money and I'm hoping that he does prove it because I really do like Dak. I yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I think I think they have closed in on the, on the contract though. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I can take a look here. Uh, but I, I, if I, if I, uh, it serves me correctly, at least they were getting close. Okay, the meaning of Prescott's mega contract for the Cowboys and beyond. Yeah, I think they did it. Um, yeah, it happened. They agreed. So yeah, multi-year contract Monday night, one day before the team had to decide whether to use the franchise tag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Dallas. Even when you're trying it, to be slick, you're also just... <laughs> well, short of Russell Wilson, like, I don't think there's mm-hmm. anybody that would be wanting to come into that situation or, help yeah. or make He's that the, situation significantly better for you. Yeah. But it was even said that, you know, like, I think we even talked about it, that it was just his way of putting it out to put it out. Like, it was a light, it was a light sort of thing in query. It was not a deep bid. For Dallas, so it's like even then, there's no, there's no one behind, or there's no one to help drive down the price. So it was pretty much Dak Prescott um, having full carte blanche over this contract. You know, like 160 million is is no, no laughing matter at all. Um, just in time as they set the cap, you know. Um, the NFL set the, the new cap, I think, at like $180 million <coughs> uh, for, per team, which is ridiculous, redonkulous. But it just means for we're going to be seeing on average like 20 and $30 million contracts start to pop up, I think, a lot more often uh, with at least the um, the first two or three big players Per squad, like I, I know it's already been getting there, but they're they've been on like ten million dollar contracts or seven million dollar contracts, which are great. But like now we get now we need to get into you know that that's where's that real real money coming from, right? So I, I I'm excited to see the, the the dumb stuff these guys are gonna start buying for each other in the locker rooms once those twenty million dollar checks start clearing. You know, better see some Rolexes with I don't know. Um, well, that's if you can keep them upright. Yeah. In Dak's case. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> be like, sorry, it was a concussion. I completely forgot. Yeah. To give you 
<laughs> and anything. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was because of you guys. Where's the protection? Where's the protection? CTE. Oh, man. Okay, I got some Arsenal I'm playing, and we are winning right now. This is a good thing for me. Oh, that's good. It's um, almost, uh, I, I hope you, I wish you guys the best. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We need it. We really do. I, just because, obviously, there's the tie-in with uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So, I, for me, mm-hmm. have uh, no problem with that. So, I, I'll, uh, I'll support them. Oh, that's good. Thank you. I very appreciate it. You know? Um, Plus, otherwise. there's a lot of things that Arsenal has in common with Dortmund at the moment. Uh, Underachieving. <laughs> <laughs> but Dortmund, mate, look at look look. You guys did so good on your um uh your first leg Champions against Sevilla. Yeah, first and second leg. Oh, yeah, the first second was beautiful, especially yeah. that PK. Oh, oh man, it. they actually they made up after that one. That altercation. I actually wanted to talk about that as well, Holland. Um, I think Holland's actually a good dude. Like he, he yeah. Mind, but yeah, but he's like. You know, you're going to lay it into me. I'm going to lay it into you. Yeah, too. yeah. He said he wasn't going to... He didn't wait at all. No. <laughs> it he was so Right funny. at him. But right at like, him. It was like, uh, of course, this. It's the, most, it's the most pertinent time to do it if it's just... You just got the kick. You just got the opportunity to kick it again. So may as well just like freaking just let, ha, let him have it. But the, you saw like the moment he actually scored and then he started running, the other severe... Like two or three other severe players... We're out just about ready to start fighting. <laughs> they were like running after him a little bit, and then like they like maybe thought about it again. They're like, ah, okay, let him have it. But I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, you don't. They were they were just like, we, hey, hermano, hey, say, let's go. Um, that would have been that would have been hilarious, hilarious. You would have been the UFC in in UEFA, but I think you guys are gonna do okay. You're gonna have to shoot for the. Well, we need that money. Yeah, you're gonna have to shoot for, for the final. This is your only chance. This is just exactly like Arsenal. This is all we have left. We drew to Burnley in midweek. I don't think we have any. We got Spurs this coming up. Yeah, too. like and but we yeah but the, you know the matter of fact is Moses. We drew to Burnley. Like I don't think we're. <laughs> we're not contending for a trophy, bro. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, y'all. Yeah. Um, just trying to tread above water and yeah. worry about next season. It really is just that. There's, we're just trying to keep our heads above water, people. Stay in the top half of the bracket. You know, oh, man. At least, man. Yeah, just It's just, um, we struggling, bro. We struggling. Well, we got the draw coming up in a few days, don't we? Uh, that's not till, actually, hold on. When do they have a draw? I think it's, oh, it's next week for Champions League and mm-hmm. and uh, Europa League, I believe. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I also I have I want to talk about that as well. So let me let me do a quick let me start us. Yep, for sure. Get into it. <clears throat> oh, and welcome back. Oh, actually, let's do a clap. Actually, three. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Three, three two, two, one. Right. And welcome back, everybody. Episode 35 of Beyond the Bleaches podcast. We are back another week, fun-filled, filled with sports, laughter, and uh, all things good. I, myself, Nintendo Boss, I'm joined with my co-host, the, the, the boss, the most, the, the, the most impeccable, you know, the most 
stupendous, the most, I'm listing all these words uh, because this is the man who actually uh, went about designing and creating the thesaurus. Um, uh, you know, you may have called him, you may know him as uh, Webster's. Um, I just call him a, a guy I know. Uh, he's also the guy who's uh, gone about the, um, you know, discovering skeletal structures today. Uh, structures uh, from times gone by, you may call that uh, dinosaur fossils. This is just a, a Sunday afternoon stroll for this guy. I'm talking to, I'm talking about none other than Moses Waldo. Moses, how are you doing, man? Not too bad, not too bad. You seem to outdo yourself when it comes to these intros. So I, yeah. <laughs> kudos, man, kudos. I, I'm trying, I'm trying. You know, it's a, it's always a challenge to get me to, you know, think on my feet a bit more. Uh, so I, I like to, I like to, you know, read it, dip into the book of what Moses does on a weekly basis. So it really, I'm not making this up. It's more so I'm just drawing from your actual life experiences, you know. So ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is the guy, you know, it's, it's, it's not me, really, you know, he really is a sage. He really did, uh, you know, write the thesaurus and uh, the uh, Webster's Dictionary. This guy, is, this guy is on another level, you know. He has he has been to the four corners of the universe, you know. Like, I, why would I? Why would I make that up? Okay, you know, what joy do I get out of doing that? All right, you know, answer, answer that to yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. But Moses, how are you doing, man? How was your week? Uh, it's been, you know, busy. Lots of sports yeah. are happening, which is always great. I know we've uh, just wrapped up the All-Star game. We're going forward now with the final half of the NBA schedule and and seeing those playoff races, especially with 7 through 10, more opportunities for teams to stay alive and, and have an opportunity to try to qualify. So uh, I think it's, we're in that nice little stretch uh, where, you know, this, you know, when we get into the spring, that we have all the playoff sports coming up. So I like that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, it was great to watch the uh, playoffs. I mean, not the playoffs, but the All Star Weekend um, go off. The uh, three point contest, I think, was was the highlight for me personally. Watching Steph Curry put on a clinic, a literal masterclass session. I mean, what could we expect? But not uh, except greatness. You know, this guy was putting up shots, and the ball wasn't even hitting the rim. It was literal air. It was, he literally was not, it, it was, it was a perfect arc, incredible. Um, and I mean, shooting from the logo as well during the, the all-star game, really good to watch. It wasn't as competitive as, as past all-star weekends. So I, I kind of felt like it was, you know, a little bit eh, underwhelming in that, you know, COVID snuck its, its, its ugly head in there again. Cause you know, a few people had to be cordoned out, um, but that's okay. That's fine. We all know what's about. We all know it's just about getting through it. You know, we had some fun and we're excited for next, I guess the next few months, exactly like you were saying, Moses. But, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit more about what was happening outside of the NBA because we had a few different, I mean, a, a few different um, lead stories coming up here and uh, some finger pointing. You know, um, and I know a lot of you guys, you guys look up to your journalists, you guys first on the scene to report. Moses, I'm sure you and yourself, like you, you, you know, you take pride in the fact that you're, you're collecting and, and retrieving the pertinent information and making sure the public get um, the most fair and, and, and um, you know, most, most uh, open, 
I guess, perspective of the athletes and, and, and a perspective that maybe they would not have been able to see before, you know. But, you know, I usually, I follow quite a few journalists myself on Twitter and I, I um, and I'm being, being a staunch Raptors fan. I, I also, I always make sure I, I, I try and get on both sides, right? Now, <clears throat> Moses, I've been following a young man, a, no, I shouldn't even say young man, this is a, this, this is a man, a grown man, Shams. Charanaya, like really great guy. He, you know, typically posts quite a quite a good amount of uh, uh, stuff on there, right? And uh, recently, he he put out an article with the Athletic, now detailing, if not pointing out pertinently, that the the coaching staff for the Toronto Raptors may be the reason why the NBA since February has been struggling with COVID nineteen. Um, as they have been accused of poor mask wearing. Now, Moses, you know, any other day, I would, I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't give um, two shits about this. To be perfectly honest, I'd, I'd breeze by this and let this one go, let this one uh, settle, right? But I, I need to bring something to light because I think there's something that has been happening in the background. <sighs> I think since 2019, and I think it's getting out of hand. All right, Moses. You know, if you ask me where the athletic is headquartered, where do you think where do you where do you think the athletic is headquartered, Moses? Uh, well, I think either the three locations. I think either New York, Los Angeles, or Miami. Neither. It's well close in in the one respect. It's in San Francisco. Oh, okay. It's, it's in the uh, it's in the Golden State, Moses. It's in the Golden State. Now, pray tell, I, I, you know, like I said, I've been, I, I like to listen and watch a lot of these journalists, and uh, and I do peruse the uh, athletic quite a bit, and I can tell you it, a tone change has been about the athletic since about say 2019. What do you think was so significant about that, Moses? What was so significant about that? Hmm? That the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy went north of the border. Okay, and I, yes. Okay, there we go. There we go. So, Shams, I don't know if you're doing this out of your own fruition or if the, the editors-in-chief are putting you up to it, all right? But this slander on the Toronto Raptors needs to end now. You know, this is, this is baseless. You know, you're pointing fingers at who's wearing masks correctly. It's ridiculous. We're just, we, everyone's trying their best. Some people might get it. Some people might not. It's hard for you to determine. I mean, Ben Simmons well, and... Did, did we not see that the there were teams prior to the Raptors having the sim, you know, having similar issues? Exactly. They had a handful of players and coaching staff that had to sit out. Where's the blame there? I don't understand this. I, I don't. I don't get the the correlation. And maybe I have to take a look at the article again or something. But I, I just don't see how it adds up. <clears throat> but exactly. you know what? I, this just. But you know what? This does. Obviously, there's always been, and it, it's it's going to continue this way. That there's an inferiority complex with Canadians <laughs> sports. There is. Anytime we see an American team do well, or in this case, say, for example, with only lone Canadian teams, so in Major mm -hmm. League Baseball with the Toronto Blue Jays, with yes. the Raptors in the NBA, yeah. well, there's this, there's this feeling that it's, 
they hate us. They don't like us. Oh, they're disrespecting us. Oh, they, you know, all this stuff, right? These are all our facts. Flag, yeah, they're rolling our flag upside down, right? They are, yeah. You know, and they hit. Yeah. Yeah. And they unfurled it. It was, you know, yeah. upside Disrespect. down like it was back in the, was it the 92 World Series? Exactly. So, yeah. And we're like, oh, you know, the disrespect is crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like, you know what? If you, if it makes you feel better, if it makes you, you know, if, if it galvanizes the team, you know, feeling alienated me against the world. Hey, all the power to, I, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. We, whatever, we, whatever floats your boat. We, but I've, we, I've heard the same, same song and dance before, but I will say this and I, and I will reiterate. Yeah. I have no idea where the hell that is coming from. Like why? Like what the Raptors are to blame. I'm pretty sure there have been other teams that have had similar issues exactly. well before the Raptors. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly the issue. It's, it's to say where, where this, this is being pointed at is like as if we were the ones causing a lot of this phrasing, you know, repeated games getting canceled and, and postponements and um, people missing protocols. It's ridiculous. Uh, and I mean, just to say over a span, a period or something like that, I, I understand you have the, you know, the ability to contact trace things and say, Oh, if, there's a common denominator with a few of these instances. But I mean, even up going into the All-Star game, we didn't get to actually see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play, right? Or did they? Did they play? I don't think they played because they both couldn't get cleared because their barber that they shared getting ready for the All-Star game um, tested positive for COVID. So it's like there it's it's these things are happening you know in and amongst each other and it's not to say that there isn't any particular person or or people involved you know nick nurse did come out and he gave a statement about it um just to say he felt like it was just it was you know it was it was to a degree very it was unfair you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat about the bush i i do feel a little bit of a chip on my shoulder of course moses you know so i i i i don't uh, I don't fight that reality. I don't fight that fact, you know, that maybe I'm looking through this, you know, Cinderella man style and thinking I got to be punching up. But at the end of the day, these guys got to be more more fair and more honest about it, especially something like COVID. Like, it's just not fair to the game. And it's just putting us all in, in, a, in, in, in a, a, a he say, she say situation. And who cares about that? Like, let's just play. Um, but outside of that, like we said, the playing tournament, Moses, I'm excited for, uh, there's a lot more potential for a lot of these smaller market teams to make a lost ditch attempt and lost ditch push, um, and, uh, you know, get, get their, their, their chance in. Now, uh, people have been saying with regards to, and this is a conversation just being had, um, ad hoc really about, of course, Dame, Damien, Lillard being, you know, an incredible player that we don't really give the props to. And um, it also being a matter of fact that, you know, it was suggested maybe he should move to a different market, a bigger market that he can be seen and, and heard, you know, I guess it, if that even, even matters to his brand. But what does, the, what does a play-in tournament do to players like Damian Lillard um, in terms of their opportunity or their chances, it was already hard enough now being, you know, a team that isn't packed full of superstars, that ha is injury prone. 
but usually had a good chance of making it in, getting in on that seventh or eighth spot um, season in, season out, right? And maintaining that. So being a, cons- a consistent playoff contender, but at least just being in the seventh or eighth spot. But now this adds a lot more pressure because the playing tournament doesn't guarantee you, a sp- it do- means you're not guaranteed a spot if you fall into those seedings now. Uh, is that a th- good thing for him? Does that Should that be a th- an, an issue and that he should be considering now maybe moving into a bigger market with a team that has like the, the necessary pieces to get you the third or the fourth seed versus a seventh or eighth seed? Do you have any well, thoughts? It's, it's all about the weapons that are there. It's not so mm-hmm. much the location. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things you see, for example, out in the East with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. If you could put, and again, it, I know it's Milwaukee. I don't think it's as <laughs> glamorous as South Beach, but if you can put pieces around him and star players around a guy like that, it's worth sticking around. And we saw that type of influence when it comes to a big name player going into a smaller market in LeBron James when he went back to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they picked up some other acquisitions, a couple other pieces. They were able to, they were able to to put a championship side and they ended up winning a chip because of it. I don't think it's always the location, but how many dollars the owners are willing to spend and make sure that the players come first. Yeah. And if you have anybody will tell you this, you can have all the glitz and glamor, but if you have a location or, you know, a, a group that's wanting to win, an ownership group that wants to win so badly, it's willing to put the pieces together, willing to find whatever works for you and make sure that you pretty much are, you know, the big fish in the small pond, right? Taken care uh, of. I, I, yes. That, I think, holds a lot more weight. Um, I think so. Because like these guys could probably be like, all right, on the weekend, we got two days off. I'll, I'm going to jet set. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to do this. I'm going yeah. to do this. You know, they, they, they have that luxury, right? Maybe yeah. And do that as athletes. Uh, you know, uh, money is, is not an option or an issue. No. But I think yes. putting in and having the ownership group that's willing to say, yes, we're a small market team. We might have to bet uh, the farm at times in order to keep these players because we don't know how long it's going to last. And in Portland, they try to find the right pieces, but it sucks when you have LeBron, you know, when you have AD going to Los <laughs> Angeles or like, you know, they'll pick up a Dennis Schroeder and then they'll, you know, um, they'll mm-hmm. pick up these guys who are, you know, not necessarily superstars, but good role players. For sure. Who great, who are great acquisitions and being able to help your team. So I have no problem with what the Brooklyn Nets are doing um, to stop the, the Lakers. Uh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Shoot, let's put every all-star in the East and put him on the Brooklyn Nets. Whatever helps uh, to make sure that he doesn't win. So you're that's my, so, that's my thing. So Moses, Moses, you're you're going to you're going to state um, for the public that you are pro you are pro uh, Brooklyn Nets monsters, huh? You are the you are pro Brooklyn monsters. Yeah, I, I don't think Den- I don't think Boston's going to do it. I have no faith in Milwaukee because uh, yeah. you really have to shut down Giannis and like. You know, you're going to go to Middleton. Is he going to be that option? Is he going to be the guy in the playoffs? I, I, I'm not convinced. Then you got to throw in what Miami. You know, is Butler going to stay healthy? Can they make that same run like they did last year? Great defensively, but you know, how how are you going to handle the teams that are going to come out of the West? Like, can you handle in terms of the depth bench that you see from Los Angeles? Will the games be competitive? Sure, but we might see what we just saw in the bubble, right? I think it's going to be the clip or the the Lakers who would take it. So I see it as 
whatever works to defeat the Lakers, I'm cool with. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. I really don't care for Brooklyn being a Celtics fan, but knowing what's at stake here, I'm cool with it. And you know what? And, and don't knock Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is another team that, that can. I think Doc Rivers has built, um, has a system there. He knows uh, what he's doing. Yeah, a system there that has has worked. Uh, you look at Joel Embiid, it, as long as he keeps doing what he does from the perimeter and not just stays like in the key um, or by the basket, uh, I, I think he provides a, a different type of quality there that, that that's something that they need to space the mm-hmm. floor a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, then you look at, uh, you know, well, to be fair, you, you look at Ben Simmons, he's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Defensively, he's been great, and I think he is a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. We're not a candidate, but I think he, he's probably going to be actually. one or two, one or yeah. two in that category yeah. and, at this moment. And I think there's no reason why he couldn't be. Which is one. crazy, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, I was so clowning him just a month ago. Oh, yeah, I think everybody was. Yeah, but you know I still what? will, <laughs> Defensively, defensively, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, I still will clown him, though. You know, Ben Simmons, you're going to get these jokes, whether you care for it or not. Um because that's just the way that's just the way it is, you know. Um, things will never be the same. So, on that point, you know, Moses, I do think the East is going to show a lot in the playoffs. I, I think Brooklyn is going to give us a lot more um, interesting basketball for one, because Blake Griffin is a big man, but does not continuously play a big position. Uh, coming off of very severe um, injuries, you know this guy. This guy once could. This guy once dunked over a car, but um, you know now we're, he, he's he's playing a far smaller role. He, I was like say, what he did wasn't happen to Zion man? in Detroit. Huh? Zion in the All Star game didn't look good either. Yeah, no, Zion, Zion was was cooked, bro. Zion was tired. I think. I think a lot of right, these guys are coming back from back to back runs. Okay, I was gonna say, what happened to his hops? Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's diminished. It's he, it kind of has. It's kind of weird, but I also do think they have them doing a lot more training um, on on his um, on on his endurance, and I think the the amount of running that he's been doing lately uh, is has definitely reduced his ability to to jump because. You know, it's a lot more back-to-back games that they're playing, um, hitting the road, playing, having to have them confined to hotels for that matter, and then not really being able to do too much. Once you do get home, back to your, you know, your 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 uh, base of operations, it, it's just really m- much of the same for a lot of the basketball guys this season. So I think he's definitely realized because this isn't a college schedule, you know, and and. A, he wasn't he wasn't really playing every game last season you know his first season he he did come in with minor um issues with his knees and his ankles so he did end up sitting out quite a few games and that gave us the idea i think mostly that he was playing very that he did have the hops the guy had the bunnies no doubt but he's playing a lot more often now which is great but i think because of that he's probably realizing oh this is what they meant by i'm kind i'm too heavy <laughs> Because it's not, it's not. You're not playing a college schedule. Um, you're going to be playing a lot more games. So you you you're going to want to lose maybe a few more pounds there, Zion. So that way, at least when you're trying to get up there, uh, you're not carrying the whole world and then some on your shoulders. But you know, I, I I look forward to seeing him too. I think he's gonna. We're gonna see a lot more of him come the playoffs. I think he's gonna really lock in this season. 
Uh, we 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 are waiting for him, John Morant, Luca. There's a spate of young guys who need to clock in this season. You know, it's funny because I don't remember. I think a lot of people are at the stage now. I I see a lot of it on social media. You're like, oh man, you don't realize Steph Curry's 32, like, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at the like a lot of these superstars in the NBA right now are in the back nine of their careers. Yeah. You look at LeBron's at 36. So, yeah. you know, you, you know he's, that he's only got on. a couple, he's, he wants to play with his kids. So, you know, there's, <laughs> he's, he's got going like to be pushing four, it. Maybe four, maybe five seasons. We'll see. Like he might play until his yeah. like early forties, right? He'll play into his forties. Yes. He's, yeah. he'll, he'll, he won't play at the most elite level, but he's going to be, he's, he's basically going to end up becoming U, the Udonis Haslam of the, the Lakers. <laughs> just be on the bench, just hanging out with the squad, you know, and just he, him and Kuzma cracking jokes, talking, you know, KCP still throwing up bricks, you know, the, the boys, <laughs> Lake, the Lake Show. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they, they go with this upcoming generation, I remembered when I saw, like, players that I grew up and they retired and you start, start seeing this new group and now you throw in Ja, you throw in, Zion, you know, you, you throw in, uh, like, you know, Jason Tatum. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Jalen Brown. Continues, yeah. Right? yeah like, there's a, there's a long list of like, you know, Fred Van Vliet, um, you know, yes. you throw in that category, you know, and I will say that cause he's a heck of a player undrafted and he got his, you know, he got his bag. So come on, let's go. And I, I believe he should have been an all-star. I don't know why he was not missed. And then Luca, of course, you can't miss out on Luca Doncic out in Dallas. So you know, there's a lot of great young superstars that the league will have as faces for years to come. But it's crazy to think that you remember Dwayne Wade when he retired. Then you throw in LeBron James, and you're like, I remember you. Like, dang, I remember these guys when high school. Remember that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you're yeah. like watching these guys in high the school because yeah, like everyone yeah, yeah. was like, you know, just like hyping them up and you know, in college as well. And then you see them now go through their career. Uh, it's remarkable, you know? So, you know, you enjoy it while you can. It's Enjoy it while uh, you it's can. It's an interesting, uh, interesting time, for sure. Yes. Moses marking the passage of time. Um, and <laughs> it's important. You know what, Moses? We appreciate it, nonetheless. Um, we're, yeah, I, I do believe that it's going to be an interesting um, future for basketball as well. I think... Uh, draw everyone drafted pretty well in terms of a young future superstar all star, you know, barring a few. I think I don't know if Sexton's really the guy, but uh, I think pretty much every franchise has now almost definitely secured and uh, some some form of talent that will that that you could say you could you could pass along and be like this this guy's the real deal. Like I think, pretty much every single franchise has something like that, and I, uh, it's um, it's exciting because it was a time where it was literally like, it it w- it felt almost lopsided because you you had a few places that were doing that that kept getting you know you had OKC essentially that kept hitting the lottery like every 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 single year, um, and then other teams were just. Dud after dud. Lakers had for us for a moment. We're just getting garbage. My goodness, you know it was it was uh, or or the Cleveland Cleveland. You know, let's talk about Anthony Bennett. You know, like you got you got guys. Yeah, <laughs> oof is right. Oh, 
<laughs> so that did not turn out well. It didn't help no. Canada basketball when you had two number ones and you know it actually they're yeah. not shaping up to what we thought they yeah. would be. <laughs> it actually it puts the it puts the And we have Jamal test. Murray. At least we got Jamal Murray. He's honestly the only thing keeping him, Shy Gillis, Alexander, um, Ludigo, Ludigo Dort, Dort, well, even Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher, incredible like, man, players. He's yeah, he's turned out to be a gem for the yes. Raptors too. Listen, right? listen, that guy, that boy can shoot. Let me tell you something. That boy can shoot. And he can he defend. Range. He can defend. He can defend. Yeah. He's got those crazy lanky arms, man. He's just you wouldn't you wouldn't expect amazing. him to be that physical too. Like I think that's no. the surprising thing. He's actually quite good at that. But uh, yeah, no, we uh, love love the NBA. Love that stuff. I also wanted to get back onto UEFA because I know we did touch no, on it earlier. Um, and then you know. Coming to terms with uh, passage of time, um, now that Juventus had failed to make it, uh, losing to Porto uh, on an away goal rule and uh, Barcelona falling to PSG, just because um, they got two weeks ago, the game they, was, it was yeah. pretty much it was all finalized. We all know what happened. All well, happened yeah. on the first leg. What I was gonna say was this. Moses, Moses summarized it. Them. Moses basically summarized it. Yeah, that's yeah. You know it what? Was I'm not... It was on aggregate. It was Kylian Mbappe three, <laughs> Barcelona two. Man, yeah, you know Mbappe really made sure this time. He said, "Listen, I learned my lesson," and good on him. Good on him. Um, a flailing Barcelona, but the most significant thing is Moses. It has been 16 years since. Um, the world has never seen either Messi nor Ronaldo in UEFA Champions League final 16. So this is an incredible um, time, a, pa- a really uh, a weird place to be in, you know. The last time we didn't see them together or either of them, I think, was maybe in 2005, 2004. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's... It, shows the span of a you know nearly 20 years of UEFA Champions League appearances for either teammate How or for either member. Are we? Yes. We've been. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what that's what it speaks to me mm-hmm. when you think about that. And you're like, man, we were spoiled for so many years thinking this was to happen forever, it seemed like. And now you're starting to see, well, you know what? The, the, well their teams, well clearly Barcelona is just tailing. And uh, they got to do something because it looks like Messi's kind of checked out. In my opinion, I think he's, I think he, there's a loyalty factor. Yeah. But you feel it's I, guilt. I, I, I yeah. really, it's well, guilt. He, he, he really on wants part? to. On, on Messi's? He feels guilty. He feels guilty for, 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 for being selfish, for wanting to feel a little, not even selfish. I wouldn't even call it selfish. That he feels guilty. That he wants to leave because he doesn't feel like it's worth playing for the team anymore, but I think in himself well, he know, feels like he's being selfish if he does that. I th- well, you know, there's there comes a point where you're like, you need to be supported, like you need to have players around you that work, and players have not worked. You know, Griezmann. I was confused about why you want to pick Antoine Griezmann for your team, and clearly he hasn't done much. Um, you mm. you look at the, you know, at least. You know how I see it. I, I yeah. don't think he's. Yeah. You know, some people no. will be like, "Well, he's you know he's he's played much better this year," but I'm like, "Yes, he has not he, a 
he's not the player. No, but the thing, the difference is overall. He's not, yeah. He's not the same guy with, with Lionel Messi. Like I think no. with Messi on the pitch, he commands more of, uh, of the ball. Yeah. And I think that's a disservice to Griezmann. Yeah. They're basically the same. They're gonna have him out on the wing. Yeah. He's going to be on the wing. And I don't mm-hmm. think Griezmann's is, is, you know, his bread and butter is, you know, right as a central uh, forward. Yeah, it, he. They both play the same position where they like the space. They like to play within the 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 final third and drift left or right, whether it, whenever they need to. So, I agree. It made no sense getting Griezmann, but of course it was great get Griezmann in order to keep the Barcelona dream alive. I guess to that degree. Um, and I think also, really, maybe they were thinking he was going to replace Messi at some point. You know, as Messi would slowly start to, like, take one or two steps back. But here's the funny thing is that Griezmann and Messi, or Messi was not a fan of Griezmann, um, even coming into the club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They wanted Neymar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He wanted Neymar. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, why do you want to sell him in the first place? But you clearly know why, because they've been dodging taxes and they knew something was going to come down the road. (laughs) So yeah, that's quarter like of a billion we, dollars, no problem. We'll do it. We'll send them out to PSG. <laughs> we'll yeah. Like, what are they gonna do? Keep them. <laughs> Actually, play well. What? How is that possible? Well, there's a lot of things that's going on with Barca that they need to fix. That's yeah, sure. they are. Their buy. It's not like they haven't been buying players. Their buys just have not worked out. At they. All. I think. I. I think they are destined for. Um, they're going to go through administration, I think, come coming up soon here, to be perfectly honest. I think you think so? I think I think they may be starting to get docked points for a little bit. I don't think they'll be... They're, they're Spain, they're, they're, they're the darling of Spain. They're not going to be continuously, like, ki- kicked out, you know, but it's more so to the degree of docked a point or uh, points for three weeks or something like that, you know? And it'll it'll be at the end of the season, you know, whether when it's already been finalized. Here's the pace, by the way. I'm just going looking at Griezmann's stats. 48 total appearances last year in all competitions, including Cup, uh, UEFA Champions League, etc. Right, league mm-hmm. domestically. 48 appearances, 15 goals. This year, 38 appearances, 12 goals. Mm. Not much but, of an improvement. Not much of an improvement. Pretty much the same, if not worse. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's difficult. Okay. I, they have good players, but they don't have a, a good team. I think that's the most important distinction I think you could make that they individually have incredible talent. They have a lot of players that a lot of teams would kill to have um, be on the ranks, but as a team, they just make no sense. They don't work together. Um, and it's really been a downhill battle for the longest time. Well, since 2008, yeah. I don't think, like, things have not worked out for Griezmann's face. No. 18, sorry, 2018. Yeah. After winning the World Cup. Yeah, things just did not look that great. Like, you look at his numbers, like, I know he's on pace, like, 38 with 12. I think his last year with Atletico, he had 15. I mean, 21 in 48 matches. Yeah, no, it's not even close. No, yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Well, maybe, maybe you can give him. No, no. Like, you look at the numbers that he was putting up in his seasons, uh, and I'm going goals. And he was to consistent. Here. He was going 25 he was very, goals, mm-hmm. 53, 32 goals in 54, 
26 goals in 53, 29 goals in 49, 21 goals in 48. And and then he get, yeah. makes it to Barcelona and then everything. Barcelona, he has a combined 27 in uh, 86 games. Oh. 86 experiences. I mean, come on. Griezmann, what happened? I, I agree that there's also been issues with lineups and getting them to work together. And you also have some players who don't really play that well um, in terms of their playing style. And then like Dembella was a, get, a bit of a, a struggle to get him used to everything. But I mean, I was hoping to see at least a little bit more fight. I, for one, as, as even though I, I don't really appreciate Barcelona, and especially in the Champions League, um, I do also want to see them still, at least to a certain degree, show out. They are a very, you know, good team to watch. You know, very entertaining team to watch. So it would be sad if they start to lose all these pieces because I know, like, if he's not even performing at that level, what's the point in even having him to the ranks? But I don't know if any other team would get him for the amount of money they spent to get to get him. That's the thing. They're going to lose on him. They're going to lose a lot of money on, on his sale for sure. He's not going to be nearly as, as, as um, he won't be worth nearly as much as what he was when they got him. Because I think at that time, Atletico was giving away, like you had just said, this guy was scoring, you know, at least 22 goals a season um, and had just won a World Cup. So, you know, his, his price on the market was at peak. You could not get anything better than, he, than him. He was, he was the, the gold standard. But now... Now we're looking at the penny stocks, man. This guy is, this guy can barely go off for a loaf of bread. So I uh, wish the Barcelona good luck in that respect. You know, we'll have to see how that turns out. I don't see I don't see it being too good. But uh, we'll have to see. Um now Moses, you know, finally again with just a little bit of soccer here. UEFA did say that they're doing their they've uh, okayed and agreed to the change for the format. Um, that will be starting next year, uh, improve or, or increasing the amount of Champions League spots to have more um, placings for obviously other uh, leagues within Europe, increasing the amount of spots that France gets. I think they now will have three or well, four. They had three before. They, they had three, before. so they'd have four now because they only had the top three in France. Uh, honestly, because League O is garbage, so why would we need okay. four? Okay, but okay. Uh, <laughs> simmer. Granted, it's not as good as the other ones, but no. still, <laughs> am I wrong, people? Listen, no, you're not. It, it's not bad. It's, there's some young kids. Like you'll find some really young kids. I I enjoy watching League O. Um, okay, I do. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it can be entertaining football because you have you know you have West where you're like mm, mm-hmm, 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 yeah uh, yeah sure, anywho yeah. <laughs> honestly for me I do enjoy like the pace they have a really good pace at it um, they uh, you have a lot of nice West African play that comes into it so there's a lot of flair most of the time with it but I do think their defensive work needs uh, is a leaves a lot to be desired. And I think that's where they, they lose out on because I think I've even watched them in Europe and that's where they really lose out. They can, they're very good going forward, but on the, um, on the way back, they seem to struggle from time to time. So 
that's neither here nor there. But Moses, what do you have? You, any thoughts on this? The expanded um, uh, sort of pools here, and and having, I guess, an increased. Is it in actually thirty six? Well, they're they're going from thirty two to thirty six. They're adding mm-hmm. an extra group. Group is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the, the the competition proper. I think it's not next year, or is it the following year? Twenty two, twenty three. Oh, it could be uh, twenty-two. Or, or is it? Or has it been? Uh, has it been actually? I thought it uh, was for official. The, I think they said it was for the next season. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to think. I was trying to look at it and just trying to figure it out. Because um, yeah, because the the I know they've been talking about this. Um, I think it's twenty twenty-four when they plan to expand. Hold on. Yeah, I think they were fi- trying to finalize it. So they did so they go finalize from, it. Well, not necessarily. Well, they did finalize it, mm-hmm. but they want to expand to thirty six, and I think it would be from twenty twenty four. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So yeah, because they still go by the rules and having an extra group stage. All right, mm-hmm. um, how's that going to work in terms of having? The, are you expanding the, the 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 I guess the elimination round now? I think so. Yeah, I think you're going to 24 gonna, teams then. So it, I think from the way they had it set was that it was gonna be. Um, no, you. How do you do the math? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, how do you? Do I'm the trying math? to figure this out right now, man. I think they have it set to a um, a top eight or something like that. Like they play amongst each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, I see. All 36 teams will be placed into a single league table. Mm-hmm. With opponents determined based on preseason rankings. So the top eight qualify automatically to the round of 16. Yeah. With the next 16 teams potentially contesting a playoff to fill the other slots in the knockout phase. The plans were discussed to the Premier League clubs at a virtual meeting. Yeah. So the uh, European League organizations could resist a jump from six to 10 games. Ooh. That's going to be a lot, though. I don't know if that's, if that's, that is. Better if there's more if there's fans, but not so great if there's no fans. I, I don't. Think. Yes, uh, not only that. Yeah, so it's a well money reasons for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're able to um, twer- tweak the rules when it comes to players. Yeah. So um, do are you allowed to maybe like they have um, obviously due to the the pandemic expand uh, substitutes to five. Um, or do you have, because if you're going to add four additional games in the group stage, right? If you're going to do that, so each yeah. team plays 10 times, so out of the 36, so it's all going to be random. So that's basically you're going to be facing five teams um, twice is the idea, right? Or they're mm-hmm. just going to go once. Single league table, opponents determined, yeah, because you want to go, t- well, I guess it's no point at that point. Like, at that, uh, that point. I have no idea how they're going to do this. I, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, uh, I guess, yeah, so we'll go to 10 games that, that rather than six. Uh, I guess they can uh, discuss the plans. They have, yeah, they don't think they've really come out with anything else outside of this from what I'm reading. Um, but I got no problem with that. If they somehow broke it, so you'd have 36 teams, so what would you do? Have, so if you're having eight, right? So if you had four groups, can you break that down? So we had eight. No, it'd be 32. You'd still have 32 if you had eight, because you had eight groups of four. Yeah. So you need if you're gonna have 
additional teams, you're 36. Where do you have like six? Well, you have to fit 10 games. So I assume you'd have six groups of six, right? Six groups of six, maybe. Is that how it works? Six groups of six. You'd play each team twice. That's 10 games. 36 teams. That's what we would do, right? Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll all be like determined that way and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the format will change. Yeah, uh, so they said it's the Swiss it's the Swiss system um, that would see ranked single league table. This would bring an end to recurring rumors of breakaway Super League. No, don't do that. I'm not going to watch it anyway. Um, no, the, somehow you, you love the stories about like the minnows trying to finish yeah, the top, you know, and, for sure. and do something, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, how this goes. So I think what they do, I think how the, yeah, because they did add, like, so for example, well, Scotland with its representative, they have two spots now in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that was just because due to coefficients going into next season. Yeah. I think they had it this year. Um, they just had the one spot. But just due to coefficient points. Oh, wow. Um, qualified. I'm just trying to see. Uh, here's an. Uh, here's another thing I didn't actually see until now. The uh, wow, 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 wow. There was also pro- a proposition to have the a rule placed in that forbade Champions League teams from um, buying and selling players from each other during se- whilst in season. Um, that way, it made the teams concentrate on improving their squads for the league versus using it to prop each other up. Mm. That would be very interesting. I think a little, might it might piss people off though. I don't think anyone wants to hear that because the best players are on the best teams and the best teams are going to happen to be in Champions League. Well, and, and but the thing is, would it be much like, uh, well, I don't know if that's just, they couldn't compete in Champions League. So they would be allowed to play domestically, but they wouldn't be able yeah. to. They to play for their once against each other, play, yeah. Yeah. Mm, well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I there for yeah. me. All I know is I like to see some of the smaller teams, some of the smaller clubs, get a chance to make it. And I thought the I don't want to say the most recent change, but with Michelle Platini, and I think it was probably what a decade ago now. Yeah, where they added a Champions League playoff, where you had the non-champions play off against each other. And then you had another group of the champions from the other leagues. So the mm-hmm. smaller teams would face each other for an opportunity to get a spot in the champions league. Playing. Well, like yeah. some of the bigger clubs that you would find from the bigger leagues would all play amongst each other that did not, you know, finish first or second, right? Exactly. Would go out and face off against each other in the non-championship group. Exactly. They, so you'd have to have a play, playoff. You'd have to have and a playoff. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I personally love that idea because it, it brings in like how many teams have we seen like Applewell from Cyprus? You know, yeah, made it, I think they made it to the uh, they made it to the was it quarter, the, like a semi a quarterfinal? I think it was the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, yeah, they it made was. it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I was gonna say the Elite Eight. I, mean, I got NCAA basketball in mind, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you had you had them make it to to that round. You had. Ajax and yeah, I know Netherlands. Ajax has a history. We get it, but they're, big they're not as talented. Yeah, they're not. A, they're not in the same realm no. as the big four, right? They're For not sure. like the teams from Italy, Germany, England, or Spain. Right? No. So yeah, you got to think from that context that 
you know, considering how young that group was, uh, how extremely talented, uh, the, the way the draw turned out and the way they competed, they got to which should, they should have been in the final, but for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they capitulated to Tottenham. So of course they weren't going to make it any closer than that because Tottenham know how to stick it to, um, league two and league three teams. It's, it's their specialty. That's the only thing they beat, uh, is actual smaller teams, but, I agree. That's uh, I, I think Arsenal even had the benefit of playing against Andorran teams, you know, teams from, um, uh, I guess, Uzbekistan, things like that. So it was actually quite interesting. You got to see a bit of the other side of the world playing interesting places, um, you know. So it was actually quite interesting to, to have that experience and make you way for more competitive. You know, I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. It's It's you also do end up finding incredible talents from these places around the world. If you include more leagues, more young, talented kids get the opportunity to play in, in on a great stage. And it might, you may end up coming to find the next big, you know, Ronaldo or, or Messi, you know, to be honest, Ronaldo was found because of Champions League. Uh, it was Sir Alex Ferguson, was given the opportunity to play in uh, against Sporting Lisbon. And it was because of that, after that game, that they realized they wanted to, you know, they wanted to get Ronaldo because he was that talented of a, of, a, of a kid that he needed to have him signed that day. But he wouldn't have had that opportunity had that, you know, you know, UEFA not been there. Uh, so in the grand scheme of things, it's, I think it's going to be a good thing. Extra group, extra players, as long as it's the smaller teams, right? Of course, we don't want it populated with the big guys just shoving around and, and trying to act like they're the biggest. I would prefer a Leicester or a uh, or a Rangers, you know, or, or someone smaller. Malkin Gladbach being in the league right now is, is, is great. It's great. It's crazy, but it's great. So... Um, I look forward to seeing more of that stuff in the future. Uh, what say you, Moses? You agree? Anything, like I said before, anything that helps uh, bring some of the smaller clubs uh, a chance to shine, because yeah. the idea is to grow the game, that's just how I look at it. And For sure. uh, I like to see some of these teams, you know, the, some of the bigger clubs go at each other, mm-hmm. or at least some of the, the, the bigger names. You know, rather than just being gifted a spot all the time and the way the format is. But, of course, they got to do what they got to do. Expansion seems to be the way, you know, we look at it, especially in the World Cup. Well, Mm -hmm. World Cup, they're doing it, right? They're going to be expanding the field for 2026. And, you know, it's just just have to see more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Speaking speaking of more money, Moses, um, Here's the last bombshell just before we get off. You know, of course, we've, we've spoken at, at length about a lot of stuff that happened this week. But CFL, XFL in talks right now. What would that mean, Moses? So say let's give it a crazy idea that the CFL and XFL decide to join forces and expand the either league. Would, that would see a, um, inevitably... Uh, the 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 CFL being opened up to the U.S. market, you know, uh, not in the same way that they would be maybe with uh, the NFL. Of course, it's going to be difficult, and we and we wouldn't want to compete with 
big big daddy, you know, um, or big brother rather. What uh, what do you think could come of this? Do you think there's any any reason to do this? Is there fruit that can be born of this collaboration, or is it futile? Should they just go on their separate ways? Before I make my point, I, I do want to add that the owner of the XFL, The Rock, yeah, did spend some time in the CFL with the he Calgary did. Stampeders. He did. Uh, he did briefly. He was released. Didn't get him much playing time, but he did spend Their time loss. up here. Their loss. <laughs> Uh, but it was the best thing that happened to the Rocket, apparently. And he says sure. that. Like, being cut was the best thing that ever happened to him. And not playing in the NFL was the best thing that ever happened to him. He still but, has his senses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I do. this is what I want to get to. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. They're just talking about innovating, growing the game of football. <laughs> Whatever that means. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I really don't. I Can you get specific? Well, you know, we just want to, we're just in the early stages of talking. Well, who came up with this idea? Well, it, it was more of a joint thing. It wasn't us going to them or them going to us. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. And you're like, well, is it, what's the reason why you guys are meeting up? Well, it's nothing specific. We just wanted to talk and grow the game of football. It has nothing to do with us financially, blah, 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 for either side. I have no idea what the hell this is. I really don't. All I know is just two people talking. That's what I did. They just had okay. a coffee and they're just talking. And I'm like, yeah, let's invent some stuff or let, or not invent stuff, but let, <laughs> let's, let's try to grow the game. And I'm like, yeah, yes. what does that mean? We haven't really put that together yet, <laughs> but once we do, we'll let you know. Yeah. And you know, you have players in the CFL like tweeting out on social media or uh, on Instagram and just be like, what the hell is this? I just want to play football. We, you know, there's been no talk or any, uh, of that sorts uh, to, to re with, restock like, with the 10 CFL, weeks yeah. out, 10 weeks out till camp start essentially. Yeah. Right. For, yeah. for these teams, because they start around May yes. uh, before the season kicks off in June. Yeah. In the CFL, for those who are not familiar with the Canadian football league, it's usually from May is when there's, you know, they'll have their camps. June is when they'll kick off the season mm-hmm. uh, primarily. And then uh, it ends in November. Yeah. Play into the snow. You play, yeah. You play, yeah. You play right through. Uh, so it does have some overlap with the NFL when it starts, but I see, I honestly, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. All I know is that uh, that's what they're saying. So I'm like, Hey, that's cool. Um, but let's just get the season going first because that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. We've already, we've already had one season canceled. We don't want to yeah. go through another situation where, especially with the CFL, it's a gate-driven league. It's not like it has this giant revenue. And I think that all the sports, even the four major, like we look at the four major sports in North America, the only one that could sustain um, like continuous losses of not having people at the gates is the NFL because their money is largely tied into the TV contract. For sure. Well, yes, you have the NBA and all that, but uh, it's not to say that they're not hurting. You're, no. You're telling me that they would not want butts in seats? Yeah, they, I think a little bit more so than the NFL. I'm not saying the owners wouldn't, but, you know, at the same time, they, they can withstand that uh, a lot more than, say, some of the other leagues. And so you look at the CFL, which is not comparable when it comes to the amount of money generated when it, with the NFL or no. the NBA or the NHL for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, they, they desperately need um, whatever can get their name out, for one, and uh, get some of the talent. Now, I don't know if you know this because, you know, you – like I grew up in Canada. So yeah. I was familiar with the CFL's expansion to the United States in the early 90s. Okay. I remember that. So they had teams in Sacramento, San Antonio, Baltimore before the Ravens were there. And so 
the success of the, the Baltimore Stallions was was big, but um, the other U.S. teams didn't really do much. Um, Sacramento relocated to San Antonio. We had Shreveport, which barely drew anybody. Oh, no, Shreveport? Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, the Shreveport Pirates. They had the Birmingham Barracudas. Uh, yeah, the Las Vegas Posse, who lasted one season. The Las uh, Vegas so, Posse. Yeah, Las Vegas Posse, man. There was, oh, I remember that was when Anthony Calvillo started out. So, uh, wow. in his uh, in his NFL or CFL career, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I, I've seen this before, where y- you expand to the the C- you want to expand your reach, but there's only so much you can do. And for the CFL, they want to talk expansion. Maybe expand to Atlantic Canada before you go down to the states, if that is something they talk about. Because uh, for one, I think I don't know if there's any other markets out there in Canada where you can really put a professional Tap football in. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Outside of Atlantic Canada, put a team in Halifax, and you'd have the Atlantic Schooners again, and then you'd have a ten-team league, which would make the schedule easier to do because you'd face each team twice. Yeah, have one giant. Um, you don't have an east or west. You just have one. You know, one, one standing log one table. Yeah. 10 teams, you play each other twice, uh, that adds up to 18 games, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. That's how I would see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, th- there's a lot going on here. And at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. All I know <laughs> is like, oh, that's cool. The XFL and the CFL are talking. They haven't really discussed anything else outside of, oh, it's it's going to be a great partnership. I'm like, cool, just get the season going. For that's sure. And yeah. the players are saying the same thing in the CFL. They're like, yeah, we want to get paid, and we only get paid when the season starts. So, what's up? And it's the funny, part it, is, yes. funny part about the whole thing is, uh, with all the news that kind of happened surrounding uh, the XFL, The Rock, and Randy Ambrosio was the commissioner of the CFL, and him speaking out. You know mm-hmm. who didn't realize who, who wasn't given the memo on this whole thing? What the CFL Players Association? Oh no! Okay, so the, well. yeah. So you're like, okay, <laughs> this is news to us. So we have to find out via, you know, TV Twitter. as well. Yeah. yeah. We have to find out on social media. We have to go. You, you didn't decide to like pick up the phone and let us know. Like, yeah, you want to have them in That's the how discussion it sounded at least. Like. That's how yeah. it sounded like. So they were like, yeah, we were perplexed. And they just came out with a statement late in the afternoon uh, yesterday or uh, Wednesday. So when you look at it all, you're like, okay, well. Just get a season going. That's all that matters. Just get it. Just get a season. And if this is something that you guys are talking, you're like, yeah, it's still early, but you know, it's like, it's almost like they're hyping it up when there's nothing there. So for sure, they would need to have this as the an early stage um, discussion. It's maybe just laying down a framework for whatever that it is. Yeah, just buzzwords. buzzwords. Innovate, grow yeah. the game. You know, yeah. <laughs> grow, innovate, and grow. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> an empty meeting between friends. Yeah, I'm um, curious. Are we going to start seeing Vince McMahon pop up at CFL games? Like, I'm what hoping not. On? I am hoping not. Actually, you know what? No, I I do want to see Vince uh, McMahon. Uh, yeah, we're going to start seeing like Sean you know, and Vince McMahon show up. Well, I mean, halftime shows, halftime shows at the games will just be like you know they'll bring in a, uh, a wrestling. Matt, you know, wrestling there you ring. go, wrestling ring, and then and just get have Kurt people wrestling for Kurt Angle yeah, that'll be the, the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. From a, one one thing I will say that the XFL did at least 1.0 mm-hmm. was innovate the way we watch the game. From an entertainment standpoint, sure. they're on point. So, For sure. if there is some type of deal when they talk about that innovation that makes the CFL game, which to be fair has been stagnant, yeah, uh, not so much for its quality, but just 
it hasn't seen any, I think they've just really tapped out a lot of the resources. And in a time, they're starting to see a lot of their fans slowly, I want to say die off, but the fans are older. <laughs> The fans Most, are older. They they are older and it's try and they're but, struggling but to cultivate they, a new generation. They, for sure. Exactly. So there's a, there's got to be alternatives to that and and really trying to tap into that market for but sure. Until then, you know, yeah, you're gonna be looking for a long time, people. Uh, but hopefully they do find something. I w- it would be interesting to see if maybe the cues and and the the uh, type the broadcasting 